Hello, you're with Love of Learning, a podcast focused on transforming the world through education and self-education. My name is Dejan Stanchev and I'm your host. Today's guest is Jeff Tolley. He's determined to provide a new education structure that does not traumatize the children, one that is teaching them important things like holistic living and holistic healing. He's going to tell us about his unique teaching style that gets to the children in a personal and friendly way using love and compassion. He's building his Bronze Knight Academy at the moment to teach ancient arts and mysteries that were taught only to the royal bloods in the past times. Thanks, Jay, for being with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm also... Um, yep, yep. So, yeah, I was just going to say, whatever you have, whatever questions you have, I'm, I'm willing to answer. I'm, I'm open. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. I'm also interested in the ways that uh, the ancients taught the kings... Have you investigated this topic? What have you found so far about the ancient teaching methods for the royal bloodlines? Yeah, so they came from the priest class. So that's actually the priests that would teach certain uh, bloodlines like kings and whatnot. So the priests would be the one, they would be the keepers of this knowledge. And then they would spread out to some of the, um, the royal bloodlines and teach specific, their children would be one and then they would grow up with that knowledge. So it always did start with the priest class and then it just extended through. And then like the bloodlines, they would have this knowledge kept within the family line. So what they did, but they actually kept it mostly within books and then they would pass it on to their children and their children. And then it would, it would stay away from the, the public eye and always just within certain family lines. And that's how they're able to keep it more secret. Of course, of course. Otherwise, if everybody knows this, the secret yeah. teachings, then the world will be different and freedom will be everywhere. That's true, except that they too, though, they do have this belief where their bloodline allows them to have a better understanding of this knowledge as well. Mm. And they believe that they are more privy to, to knowing this. So they're the ones who are, um, let's say they're more honored to have it, that they don't, they believe that others, not only should they not have it, but even if they did, it wouldn't do anything for them because it would be too advanced for them. Okay. That's just one of the beliefs that they carry. Okay. And you think something like that is happening in nowadays? Like there is education for the middle class and there is education for other people as well. 100%. Yes. I mean, even within the middle class, they have like, we have private schools and then there's like public school. Right. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of a mix there, but when it go when it comes down to the Royal class, yeah, they're, they're brought up very differently with, with very different teachings and um, very different beliefs to believe in and different actions to take. And, and They're that, very well versed in politics and science and spirituality at a very early age. They know all the, the books that they would be reading, say, um, when they were young, compared to what we'd be reading, is, would be so, so night and day different. So, yeah, they're brought up very differently. Of course, and, and maybe that's why they're much, much ahead than the rest of the world as well. And uh, what, what do you think? What do you think is the difference? What do they learn? What kind of books you read, like you mentioned? Do you have any? What's your opinion? So yeah, I mean that is a huge topic, but a lot of it goes down to um, building. I'd say building your own temple. They learn a lot about how the mind works, a lot about how the universe works, and the laws within. And they are brought up in a specific way about, like, say, um, our ancient past, which we were taught 
evolution from say apes or whatnot. They're more taught the, the true history around that. And they're taught about things, just earthly things that would say be mysteries to us. They would have the facts about them. So they would be walking like they would be walking around holding more truth within their minds about the world that they reside in. than most people are very confused about things where I feel if you have a very strong foundation of truth as you walk the world, it, it gives you a very strong uh, direction in life. And that's why, you know, a lot of these people aren't, you know, stumbling drunk or having these issues that say, you know, as common folk would have, they're very much on a line in a track and they very much live a certain way that keeps them away from that certain type of lifestyle, hanging out with the wrong crowd. They too even believe that like you can't, they can't interbreed with like the wrong bloodline. So they, that's why we hear things where they mate with their cousins and things like that. They keep it within the family to keep the bloodline pure. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. And uh, do you, what, what do you think about what age that type of teaching is suitable for the children and what type of teaching is suitable for different ages? You mean for them or just for, for us? For us, for us, for them, I think I think there is no no difference between between us and them. It's only what we are taught and and how how we shape our perception. This knowledge, like the ancient wisdom and knowledge, actually works very differently than the information we get. It actually works almost like a drug. So you have to take it in small doses because it will it is mind altering and life changing information. So the way they get it is in you hear degrees, right? That, that 33rd degree and stuff like that and Freemasonry and things like that. Yeah. So they take it by degrees. Um, and so with us, with anybody taking on this knowledge, you have to take it very slow. This is how you get people ending up in, in psych wards and stuff where they say, well, there's people in the psych wards that have a lot of truth, but they just, they're just crazy. Like they hold a lot of stuff in their mind that may come across truthful, but they're very ungrounded. This is what knowing things like that can do if you can't hold your ground. Um, knowing too much or learning too much of this too quickly will cause for you to have almost like um, yeah, almost like psychedelic experience. It's almost like taking too much acid and then trying to hold on to that if you're not used to taking it. It's really the knowledge is really like that. I mean, at the beginning of, of my training with this, that's what happened to me. So it took me a couple of years to actually pull down to the ground and I had the right mentors around me to help me, but it really can alter one's mind and throw you up in the clouds. And if you can't ground it, it's difficult. And you could stay like that forever. It could ruin your life. So hence like not wanting the public to know this knowledge, I agree to some point, but not to other points because with everyone just getting access to this, like just, you know, all at once, it could cause way more damage than it could good for sure. Mm -hmm. So maybe the first thing is before you get into this knowledge is to get very good self-control. Yeah, you need to you first. The first thing you need to do is you need to clear yourself. You need to get work on yourself. Forget mm -hmm. about learning this esoteric uh, knowledge that's outside of you. Just work on yourself and clean out whatever needs to be cleaned out with your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual bodies. Mm -hmm. Just work on that first. Get yourself ready. And then you can get into the knowledge. Yeah, it's super, it's super hard. <laughs> so basically, basically, maybe you need to keep your body pure, like food, alcohol, yes. cigarettes, drugs, emotions, and only oh, then you yeah. can, yeah, only then. I mean, you can learn this with those things, but the whole idea behind learning the ancient wisdom 
is that it does teach you to be pure. The, the teachings in it are about stabilizing yourself, um, building a temple within yourself that is very sturdy and strong. And if you're drinking or smoking or anything like that, it just goes against the teachings anyway. Mm-hmm. So you'd want to take care of those before you even, even get into the information. So can you give us a two, three points of what you've learned so far that's changed your mind if they're not so, uh, maybe for the public, public, I say. Yeah, sure. So a couple things around this, this, the knowledge. Yes. Things about, I would say, so there's certain ways that the mind works. One thing would be, one very important thing would be that the world is projecting from us. We're not in it. So what we believe what we think, what we do is a re- just a reflection outside of us. So if our, if our life is not going well, if we're having a very hard time, we, we try to go outside of ourselves and change the things outside. But what really needs to happen is we need to go in and say, okay, where is this coming from? What do I need to change within myself to stop this cycle from happening? Because you'll notice like a lot of us, most of us will get these reoccurring cycles that continue to come around and around just with a different face on it. We're like, why does this keep happening to me? Why does this keep happening? And that's because it's in our blueprint so that we can work it out. So we can figure it out, fix it, grow through it, get the lesson, and then we'll grow out of it. So the cycle will stop. Mm -hmm. So if we continue to look at these cycles as ways to like, look at them as a challenge instead of, or like a more and more of a test instead of something that keeps happening to us, Oh, there's the test again. So what do I need to do this time to now pass this test instead of running away from it? My whole life, I would, most of my life, I would run away from all these challenges. I was a big runner when it came to anything, confrontation, stuff like that. Until I learned that I have to face these things. It was in the facing of them that they disappeared. It does take a few cycles around. They do come around, but the more, the more they come around, the less power they have if you continue to work on them. So one big one to take away is that always be working on yourself because we're here to grow. We're here to learn and grow. I love what yeah. you're saying. And uh, I think I just realized what you said now. I, I just realized this is happening to me in the last year. And yeah, of it, course. It has been happening to me in the last 10, 15 years, recurring things. Yeah. And uh, it's, it really, it really makes sense. So basically we need to conquer this in inside and then continue to the next lesson, right? Yeah. So when it comes around again, just ask yourself, like, what did you do last time that didn't make it go away? Try to do, try to do the opposite, but try to face it the best way you can try to interact with it without it being not an issue, but is it being something you want to engage with something you want to um, work through instead of, Oh, not, not this again. I want to, you know, I want to hide and run now. So always be working with it. And like I said, most people are getting these cycles, if not everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's not just you. I get them too. Everyone gets them. But a lot of people, a lot of us aren't aware enough to know what they are and why they keep happening. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, just, just work on them and they'll go away. I, I think yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's super important to be taught to children instead of to grownups. <laughs> oh, well, of course. And, and with grownups, it's even harder because... When, as we get older and we're conditioned, we're programmed, it's so much harder to take on this type of information because we think we know it all, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, well, yeah, you can't teach me nothing. I know it all on this age. It, it's not, yeah. So it's so much easier with children. They're more like a sponge and they'll take it on easier. 
So yeah, hitting the children with any of this stuff is the best way so that we can grow up the next generation to be the leaders for the future. Because once, once you hit a certain age, like past about 30, it's really hard to change the conditioning. You can do it, but it's very difficult past 30. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm all years. I'm all years. I'm all years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, um, if you like, just scan your beliefs. So if we got to ask ourselves, first of all, like, why do I believe what I believe? Where did it come from? And is it true or not? Mm-hmm. So when we start looking at the things that we believe or something comes up, let's just say something comes up and we have an emotional response to it. Let's say it's a negative emotional response. That right there is a symbol that right there is an idea telling you that there's an issue with the belief system because emotions come after the belief. So you believe something to be true that's creating an emotional response. So once you have the emotional response, now ask yourself, what do I believe to be true in order for me to feel the way I do? And then you start looking into the beliefs and you'll find that, it, that you have a belief in there that's absolutely wrong. And um, once you find it, that is the end. You, it's gone because the, in the finding of it is what gets rid of it. But they don't like to be found. Course, that's the really funniest thing. They hate to be found because they've been driving you for so long. Once you shine a light on something negative, it tries its hardest to distract you away from it. So keep digging. That's all you got to do is just dig, 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 dig on yourself. Now, a lot of times it's hard too, because when I was doing this work, I realized that about 99% of everything in my head was false. It was wrong. And it was really hard to accept that because, you know, I'm in my thirties and now my whole life was basically garbage. It was bullshit. Everything I, everything I knew, everything I was taught was utter crap. And it was really hard to accept that. But once I came around to saying, okay, you know what? I accept it. That's fine. I'm now willing to learn what is true, like what is more aligned with who I am. And it really does propel from there. You can quickly change over those beliefs and gain a lot of traction forward. And it's not about the world at large. Forget about the world at large. Just ask yourself beliefs about yourself. Like a lot of us believe things like we're unworthy or we're not, you know, we're uh, whatever it is that you believe that's negative. It's all garbage. It's all crap. You've just told yourself that garbage and it's time to get rid of it because it's just holding you back. So you know, we're all individual. We're all different. We're all unique. We're all special in our own way. So any belief that says you're not or that you're unworthy or that you're ugly or whatever it is that you're believing, it's just it's just not helping you. It's just keeping you back and you can always change it because it's not true. It's only coming from someone else said it maybe when you were young. And you notice like people will take on something they were told when they're young and their whole life, it'll just ruin them. They hold it there. Their whole life. Like I remember um, this one girl that I went to, to school with, she's like grade one or two. Someone told her that she was fat. And so the rest of her life, she had eating disorder issues because of that one time. Right. So we don't have to, we don't have to hold on to this stuff. It's just someone else's uh, opinion. That's not even true coming from other people. We take on these things. That's his own issues for why he might think you're overweight, but you know, it doesn't have to ruin someone's life. So basically we have recurring cycles that we need to find out and work on it. And then yeah. we have the negative beliefs, which have been projected on ourselves, either by friends, family, yeah. uh, environment, schools, TV, and things like that, that we need to be careful. But how to protect the children from those? Well, see, that starts with a parent too. There's got to be good parenting. So the children can only grow as, as, as much as the parent because they look up to the parent. 
a lot of children stay below their parents in that development, except when they get older, sometimes they do surpass their parents, but they will always kind of stay under us as their children. So we need to teach our children properly about how to, to be careful about these things, teach them, you know, outside of school, teach them about like, say they're being bullied. It's not about you. It's the bully's got the issue. He's just insecure. He's jealous. It has nothing to do with you. There's certain things we can teach our kids about the world at large that can really empower them at a very early age. It just feels like adults don't know. So if they don't know, how are they supposed to teach their kids? It's like teachers in school, they are only taught what they were taught. Now they're just regurgitating back to other students. They don't know what's going on. They never questioned it enough to understand what they're teaching. So they're only going to give to their students what they were taught. And their students are only to learn what, what they are teaching. Now, in the age of the internet, something very amazing has happened is now people are sharing knowledge and information about everything all over the world. So you can learn certain things. When it comes to the ancient knowledge and wisdom, though, it is very difficult. You're not going to find too much of it online. It has been held within societies. It has been held within family groups and stuff. Um, that's never really going to come out in a big way. Um, I was lucky enough to get brought into uh, a group teaching that. Um, but other than that, it's very difficult to come across. And, and there are many reasons for that. But we can still, as adults, teach our children the right ways, as long as we were taught the right ways, as long as we know, because they're only going to know what we know. That's so, it. So basically, yeah. we as parents need to parent ourselves. to become We need to educate. Yeah. Educate ourselves. We need to grow up. Like how many people do you see in their forties that are acting like children? I mean, no one's really growing up. No one changes. Not many no, people it, change. Yeah. Change is tough for people. That's why I said, especially after you're about 30, it's very hard to change because you've done something for so long. Um, it's tough. And I've changed. I've changed dramatically from who I was even 10 years ago. And I'll tell you, it is very hard to change. It really is, but it's worth it in the end. If you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to be ridiculed, If you're willing to walk away from jobs and from money and from like luxuries and from comfort, because in change, you're not going to be comfortable. You are going to be miserable. And uh, most people don't like to be miserable all the time. <laughs> I think, I think uh, that we should have the mindset for, for change. So yeah. And even that, that, even that change is possible, right? Yes. Like I didn't know change was possible until I started to experience it myself. I had no clue that you could change. I thought that these are my cards. I was dealt these cards and I'm stuck with them. Right. I had no clue that we could really change. So that needs to be taught to our children. Yes. It doesn't matter. You can change whatever happened. You can alter that and grow through that and become strong. Whatever your failures are, you can grow two times because you failed. You can learn something from everything And if you just learn from everything, that's where growth comes in. It, it really is amazing mm -hmm. when you feel growth. And I never felt it until I was an adult. <laughs> so I, I didn't learn anything. I was, a, I was a rebel. I was out there partying and drinking and drugs and you name it. I didn't feel growth until I hit my late 30s. And when I really felt growth, I was like, wow, this is, this is something else. Mm, I, like, I like what you're saying. When, yeah. I was a kid, when I was a kid, there was a saying I remember. And I've been remembering ever since. And it was like, uh, whatever your mind can think of is possible. Yeah, so, it's like uh, that. If you think you can or you think you can't kind of thing, you're right. 
Yes, yeah. yes. And it's something that changed my mind from then. I think everything I want to do is possible. And I don't know. Yeah. I think yeah. You just have to be able to believe in yourself and believe it enough in what you think is possible and not be um, ridiculous about it. Right. And you need to be able to take, so you need to be able to take the proper actions too. So you can say, I believe in something, but if you're not taking the actions, that's telling you that you actually don't believe in it. Mm. So believing, really, truly believing in something and then saying you do are two different things, of course, but we are all capable of greatness. All of us. Mm. No one is exempt from that. I agree. I agree. Uh, in, in your research, how the children of royalties were taught in the past, what subjects did they learn? Well, they, um, well, first of all, they, um, Freemasonry is a big part of what they learn. Mm -hmm. um, you've heard of Freemasonry. Yes, yes. That's kind of more of their main, um, that's kind of more a foundation of what they learn. Freemasonry is a big one, but they also learn things in the sciences. Um, they learn things in geopolitics. They learn things in um, spirituality, um, media, the mind and how it works. Um and also like universal, let's say universal kind of code, universal principle, universal law. Uh, they also learn about um, extraterrestrial stuff. They learn about outside of planet Earth. And they also learn about um, our history, like our ancient past. So these are some of the subjects that they go through when growing up as they, as they progress. Obviously, they're learning English and, and math, of course, and things like that. But when it goes into these extra things, they're also learning like things like military too, military study. A lot of them are really involved in the military and like uh, some of them become pilots and whatnot too. So they do get involved in whatever they feel they're geared towards and whatever their um, real alignment is. So they also learn uh, astrology is another one that they learn as well. Astrology is in there too. Yeah. And so they kind of go off, who is this kid and what is he here for? Like, what is the role of this child? And then they push him in that direction mm -hmm. where we don't necessarily do that. We just kind of say, well, there's these jobs, pick one and hopefully you're happy. Mm. Yeah. So how, how can you find what's the child's best uh, use? I don't know. What was their talents? How can you find this? Yeah. So what they naturally go towards, what are they naturally doing? What are they naturally good at? What do they naturally, um, yeah, drift towards? For me, it was like when I was young, it was art. I was always interested in weird things. I would bury coal and pretend like I was making diamonds. And I would do really weird things when I was a kid. I was into science. And um, I always loved um, being out in nature. I love the, the outdoors. I love driving. So I was kind of, I know, I think we can all sit down and ask ourselves, what do I really like to do? Like, what do I really enjoy? And what gives me passion when I do it? Like, what is it when I do something and time feels like it flies? I feel like that's something you should be doing with your time. Something that you don't feel like is work or is a struggle, but comes very easily to you. We should push ourselves in those directions because I believe that's what's called true north. Like our, our true north destination is us on the path of our purpose mm -hmm. and getting on purpose is the way to live because on purpose you're not hitting so many um, roadblocks with your life. Things just kind of happen naturally at the, at the right time, the right place with the right people, they show up um, resources are there and the things just kind of flow when you're living on that purpose track. But when you're off that track, that's when things bog down, you get stressed out, you get just fears come out. You're always um, you just resistance is there way too much. 
So you can tell in your life, are things going smoothly or are they going very hard? If they are very difficult, you're off track a bit. You just got to get back on. And that's by finding your purpose. That's what my course actually is designed to do. It's designed to help people find their purpose, get them back on that true north path, and then push them in that direction. That's that's something I think it's super important for for the parents to find what the children should be willing and enjoying doing and push them there. Not, not yeah, and they should be paying attention to what that kid is good at, right? They They should know. Now kids are mostly in the care of the schools or in daycares. They don't have much time with their kids. And it's a shame. It really is a shame when, unfortunately, when women went off to the workplace and that, and now it's become more of like um, a two working household where the child's always gone. It's changed things. Um, We should spend more time with our kids. We should get to know them and we should be able to see what they're good at and then motivate them for that too that's another thing what's the environment are they being encouraged to be who they are or are they being told you need to be what i did and you see that a lot happening too well i'm a doctor so you need to be a doctor right and they end up miserable yeah it's not who they are no they're forcefully put into something they don't want to do yeah yeah so yeah what do you think how should the modern school look like what should be the main five six subjects to be added Okay. We definitely need things like, like home economics. Like we need things about like um, financial, like kind of like an economic thing where we learn about money and its proper use. There needs to be a subject around um, communication. (laughs) Um, That's a, that's a big one. I think we need to learn things um, when it comes to what I was just teaching about how the mind works and how, we can be put where we belong. I feel um, if there's kids that are good at sports, they should be there with their sports mates. And if those are good at science, they should be in the science lab. And if those are good at art, they should be in the art class with the other students. You know, we should all be kind of put where we belong a little bit more. But I think like, yeah, um, just learning how to um, function in our relationships. What, what's the purpose of the relationships we have? Like our relationships and communication are, are bogged down in this day and age. There's, there's divorces. There's all kinds of issues with, with relationships now. There's no trust anymore. That comes down to a lot of the financial stuff too. So let's get to the basics. Let's go back to the proper basics and let's learn things that we actually need when we leave the school. How many things do we not need like when we leave, you know? Like you don't need that stuff unless you need it, unless, you know, algebra is only there if you're going to go off, maybe be an architect or an engineer or something, but you don't need it if you're not. So like get what you need for what you're going to do after, but don't fill our heads with garbage that we're never going to use. And then we end up completely lost in our, in our mid twenties because we have no clue what we're doing and we have no real education on what we can do. Everyone just says, get a job. That's it. Just get a job. Mm-hmm. And they're happy no matter what job you have, even if you're miserable. Um, that's not, I don't see that. That's not the way to live. That's not living. That's being a slave. That's, that's horrible. I yeah. totally, I totally agree with this. And uh, from my school years, I don't remember anything useful that I've been, I have used in my adult years. Yeah. It's, and when we think about it, you wake up at seven, you go to school at eight. 
you study until one o'clock, which is like six hours, five hours, yeah. six hours, and then you go home and then you need to study more for the next day, more three more hours. So it's like a full working day. And, and that those are the best the best years to develop to develop the kids to be and they know that yeah and that's why that's why you're pumped into the school for so many hours mm. that's why they're filling your head because it's that's when it's it's at the best sponge it can be right that's when the mind is able to take on and, and it really formulates and hardens in both you know in that in that time frame before you're 10 years old it really takes on so by the yeah you're you're really conditioned when you come out of that school so, so you're more like yeah, it's, it's wild. You're, you're more like more, more like um, homeschooling than pro homeschooling. Than, uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think if I had children, I think that's that's the road I would take. Mm. I do. I, I've been thinking also the same about homeschooling, but I think that it should be something in between. You have the homeschooling, and then you have maybe a cooperative with some other children, so they get together. And yeah, there needs to be some sort of like activity outside of that, right? With other, like, whether it be sports or anything that the child is interested in with other students, or, for or, sure. Or even the five, six subjects you mentioned, yeah. study them in that group. And then homeschool for the main things that just get them going in the educational system, which is a big yeah. as well. And, and, and if we don't fix this education problem, we're mm -hmm. going to be, we're just going to be worse off, like, one of the things that they did was take away the ability to read too. Like, you remember that hooked on phonics that was working really well back in the day um, mm -hmm. that was taken away because people were, kids were learning how to read very well with it. So they took it away because they know that reading in books sparks imagination and creativity. It develops the mind. And um, so reading is very important and that's, yeah, so they strip it away. Like the elite's goal with education is to basically have everybody's mind, like, Everything in everyone's minds being what they think is facts to be wrong. That's their goal. They want everything you know to be absolutely wrong. Mm. So they want you all confused about everything. So you don't know anything. And that, that, that's a, it's a scary thing, but we don't need, we don't need to fall into that trap. We, we don't need to, no, we don't need to do the things that we're being told to do. We have power to do anything we want. So, so what you're saying, most of us live, in illusion yeah yeah sure. and what, what's the way what's the way to wake up from this illusion start to unlearn well, i think life. you you got to start thinking for yourself i think i, I think you got to start questioning i think questioning will be the beginning of your awakening mm. yeah mm -hmm. and if you question enough you might find yourself a little too far down the rabbit hole and you might get yourself a little lost and stuck but just question that's all you don't have to question too much, but at least question yourself, right? At least start there. Because there's no point in you walking around having these beliefs that go against the person you are. That At least you can change that. That's where you got to start. And then you can start working on what's true and what's false in the world at large. That's a whole other subject, a whole other topic. It'll take you quite some time to figure that out, but you can. Yeah. So, so basically fix your own house and then... Yeah. So to fix other people's houses <laughs> yeah and you can't you can't do anything for anyone unless you do it for yourself first right mm -hmm. you're, you're you're useless if you can't do anything for yourself you can't help anyone 
you can't help yourself. Of course, of course, of course. So it just starts there. And with children, they are so precious at that, that age. And we take away that creativity from them at a very early age. Mm. I just love that child's mind. And you just see it in their eyes. There's that, there's just that wonderment. There's that clarity in their eyes. And then as they get older, it just, it's gone. And they just become these, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what word to give it, but they just become adults that are just not there. It's like no one's home anymore. Hmm. No creativity. Yeah, it's just sad. Sad. What I've, what I've read from Rudolf Steiner is that up till seven, from zero to seven, the children shouldn't learn alphabet. They shouldn't learn how to algebra and numbers and how to, and uh, you know, that you have squares and things like that. They should be learning only through their mind and creativity and develop their imagination. And what's yeah. happening in nursery from the age of three, four, they start reading and starting using their materialistic uh, brain instead of their creative brain. And yeah. lots of problems start from there, which uh, is, is maybe something you're, you're going to work in your Bronze Knight Academy. And can you tell us more about what kind of subjects you're going to have there? and where you get your information for it. Yeah, sure. So the first thing we're going to get into, it's called the Knight's Code, and it's going to be all about what we talked about, fixing your own house, your own temple. That's the very first step you can take. Then I'm going into the mystery school part of it. So then you'll be learning the actual ancient wisdom and the ancient knowledge, um, step by step, degree by degree. And then from there, I have, um, it's called the Iron Knight training kind of hall. And it's more about developing physically and um, having the skills to be, um, to be able to protect yourself or your family and to be able to be healthy enough, to be vibrant enough, to be flexible. So all the whole, the whole physical training aspect is in that course. And then I kind of have an overall um, round table kind of exclusive masterclass that I'll, that I'll have as well for those who want to go extra further into the, the teachings of the mystery school and whatnot. Those who want more of an inside access to the whole, the whole of all of the courses, instead of just one, they kind of get access to the whole thing. Plus myself as well. And for how old is it for children or for parents as well? Or? This is going to be for young males. That's more what it's geared for. So young adults, okay. um, children, it's going to be too advanced for children. But what I'm doing is I want to be able to eventually create something that can start children out. But it's gonna, it has to start with the family, though. So the idea is getting these young men interested so that they can pass it down in these teachings to their children. Mm -hmm. okay. um, because with, with children... It has to start from the parents. They have to be the ones influencing this teachings. Otherwise, it's, or, or there has to be something, a structure, a school for them there to be influenced in order to learn it. Okay, so basically they'll become more uh, tuned with their destiny. and their yeah, it's, yeah, and they'll be able to learn many various things depending on what the father or mother may think the child is ready for. But it's going to gear them to be pushed in their to their purpose but also it's going to also teach them how to be able to decipher between information you're being told what's true or false so is what this person telling me true is it something i take on or is it a rumor and should i just leave it open until i have further evidence that it's actually true or not so 
that with such an important skill as a child to have that yeah. instead of just taking on everything we hear, which is what most of us did. I did. And that's how I got in the mess I did with myself by taking on every single thing I heard and believing it. So this, it gives them discernment. So teaching children discernment on information and also with other people. So attuning to your intuition enough and being sense enough to be able to read people to say, yeah, there's something wrong with this person. And I don't like the feeling I'm getting from this person. So with children, especially to develop their intuition is so important and developing it at a young age will help in their later years as well. Mm. So can, that intuition is harder to develop when we're adults, of course, but if you get it when you're young and keep developing it, Oh yeah. By the time you're, you're 30, you're going to be, you'll have very strong intuition. Okay. So can you give some advice as how to develop intuition with our children? Maybe some exercises or. So yeah, this is being able to be more in tune with our emotions. And so our emotions are a funny thing because if our emotions are heavy and dark, our intuition is going to be light and low. We're not going to be able to feel it. So the more emotional baggage we carry, the less intuitive we're going to be. So we need to be able to work through and deal with our emotions enough to feel the intuition and the message behind it. So that's another thing, like we have to work on all aspects of ourselves, those four bodies that I mentioned, and emotions are so critical um, to being able to work through emotion. Most people are taken by emotion, and there's the few that can actually control their emotion. And so it's important, it's so important to learn how to be able to control your emotions and not let anything overtake you. That is a, also a part of the whole overall course, how to learn that as well. And it just goes all with it just goes with the whole overall idea on, on being pure inside. Mm -hmm. But intuition comes from the feeling part. It comes from the gut. It comes from the heart. It comes from our senses, our emotions. So we need to be able to work with them enough to understand. And children, most children don't have heavy emotions. So it's easier with them. Mm -hmm. But as we get older, we take on a lot of crap. And most adults um, hold on to that. That's why they're so, that's why most adults don't have a lot of intuition. They're too weighed down with the heavy emotions, but there is a way to get rid of them. You can rid those emotions. Okay. So that's you have light, light emotions and then listen for that inner voice. And when you hear it, it yeah. when you hear it, feed it, feed yeah. it and start listening more. And then it will come in more, more and more. This is what I think. Yeah. And you, you develop it over time. It does develop. So you become more attuned to it. It's like, it's like growing a muscle, you develop it, it gets stronger and you, you become very intuitive. I myself am incredibly intuitive. I can feel things so easy. Um, and then learning to take that feeling and then doing the appropriate actions with it. So taking the appropriate actions from that feeling is a whole other um, lesson to learn, but it goes with it. And, um, you know, when you, when you do all these things and you put it all together, you do, you become this whole being, you become this person that is walking a very straight and narrow path. You are very alert, awake, aware, healthy, vibrant. People pick up on it. They, they notice it and you get the looks, you get the glares because they feel something they, they don't feel too often. It's actually really interesting. <laughs> so is it, is it more like intuition talking to your higher self? that knows everything and knows all the plan or is it something separate? Yeah. So the way I see the higher self is that it's, it sends signals down to us through the emotion. 
So it's always giving us, it's always guiding us forward. Um, but we're not getting the message because we can't feel it. We're not getting, we're not getting it because our emotions are too heavy. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to get us to go one way, but our minds are too strong saying that doesn't make any sense to me. That doesn't make any sense. I'm going to go my way. So mm -hmm. the mind, the ego gets in the way and the emotions get in the way as well. So we got to learn to trust the higher mind's guidance and follow it. And a lot of times, most times it doesn't make sense at all. So you're thinking, why would I go that way? That makes no sense. But you don't know what tomorrow looks like or the next day. And when you start to follow that higher guidance, you start to realize how it does make things work in your life. It is really kind of miraculous to see how it works. Mm -hmm. But, how, you know, you've got to learn how to follow it. That's another muscle you have to build is, is having that trust in the higher guidance. Mm -hmm. Some people think that's God speaking to them there's many different beliefs around the higher mind but i just see it as a higher mind guiding us yes yes maybe yeah. the, the energy web yeah who knows and uh, another another thing i was doing when i was a kid like i was i was throwing two dices and i was guessing was the number so it was i think it's another way of developing you know, guess you can. Like well, th there are some dice games actually that that <laughs> you can work out and actually create so that you can you can develop a certain role for sure. Yes, yes, yes. The yes. dreams are a great gateway to the higher mind. Just so be conscious of our dreams. The dreams are telling us all kinds of stuff. That's another little secret out there, a little trick. Yeah, but but not many people remember them. Yeah, you just got it. Well, that's another thing too. The reason they're not remembering them is because they're not paying attention enough to want to remember them so you have to want to remember them okay. so if you have it in your mind that i'm going to make a dream journal and i'm going to try to remember my dreams over time it's actually much easier to remember them they start coming to you and then you start remembering them the more you write them down the more you remember them because you're actively putting it out there that you want to remember them okay. and that's why you start remembering them so that's one of the way journaling your journaling your dreams is a great way to learn and understand what you're being told. And it's also a great way to see what's wrong, what's going wrong with you or what's going on or what maybe certain decisions. There's so much stuff coming from what in our life when we're asking for help. It's, it's usually coming in the form of a dream in a symbolic way that we can't read. Usually we don't know what dreams mean. So by doing a journal, you can get to understand your own language of that dream. It takes time, but you can do it. What I found about the dreams recently is that lots of time there are lot, lots of dreams that are based on your current emotions so with your emotions you create something invisible that comes in the evening like a dream and it's not mm. necessary that it gives you answer but it un, it un, unloads those feelings in a way of your dreams so maybe there are different types of dreams some of create some of them are created by you and your emotions that you're yeah. living in the weeks and, and there are other dreams that are like teaching you and there are the lucid dreams that you can be inside them yeah 100 there are many various different dreams i even the dreams that you know you talked about the emotions we release we can release emotion in our dream as well oh, yes. so that's one way you can release emotion so like you said if you're having some sort of emotions in there they're manifesting in your dreams that's a good way that can tell you where you are emotionally and also being able to release it. So you're right. Making a dream journal can actually have you track what kind of dreams your mind likes to dream as well. 
you know, to do this actually takes many years, but mm-hmm. you, you can, you can really get to understand the various types of dreams. You can understand the language that it speaks to you in. So, you know, if a cat shows up, you know what it means for you. If a snake shows up or if a knife, whatever it may be, you know what it means for you. And you can just develop this whole language for yourself. And once you understand the language, oh my God, you, you'll know exactly what's going on with your dreams. And you'll, it, the, the information you get and the guidance for it is so helpful. Mm. It's just it's just like a life hack. I call it a life hack, whatever. Call it like um, you know a, a secret code for a video game. It's, it's such a helpful tool to have, mm-hmm. for sure. So, so yeah. maybe it's a good thing to start asking our children to tell us their dreams and write them down. And I agree. Them, and get them early into this habit. I agree. Or even even draw them out. I mean, if they can draw them out a little bit. Oh, yes, yes. Draw them out. Yeah. Be creative with them. Definitely. 100%. That is such a great tool for a child and just kind of make it a part of his life as he grows up and then teach him a little bit about what it means as he gets older. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Such a wonderful information. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So why, why we need ancient arts and mysteries in our lives? What do you think? Um, it, I, I think it, because it gives us a better understanding of the world we reside in mm-hmm. and that's really what it is. It gives us more of a holistic idea of the environment we're in. And once again, if, if you're, if you don't understand the scope of the environment you're in, you're just, you're always going to kind of feel a little lost. It's like if you, um, were in a forest and you only could see that little part of the forest but if you could take a drone up and send it up, you could see the whole forest. I feel like the teachings gives you that, that bird's eye view of the entire forest instead of that one little piece. Or like you can use the puzzle analogy. Just We all got little pieces of the puzzle, but very few have the whole picture. So putting those pieces together gives us a better understanding of ourselves, people around us, the world around us, which gives us more stability, strength, love, kindness, compassion passion, wisdom that we need to carry forward in this life. It's very important to have. Yeah, I mean, from me not having it to having it now, I'm a very different person now because of it. Okay, okay. So so what I understand from listening to you is that you're a very different person than than 10 years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. And what, what what made you change? And what well, that's that is a very that's a very interesting story. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a little, little bit about it. So, um, about eleven years ago, I had a near death experience, and I was able to see my life from a different point of view from that. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, it gave me insight into something about myself in life that I, I just couldn't know when I, when I was here before that experience. So what happened was I had a, I had, I actually had a drug overdose and that's what happened. And then I had my soul leave my body, my energy leave my body. And um, that's the experience I had. And I saw that first of all, we don't die. So that was kind of a shock to me because I, um, I didn't really have any beliefs around anything about that stuff until then, until that happened. So that kind of formulated a belief about, say, reincarnation. So I saw that, first of all, we don't die. And also that um, we do come back into different forms. So we've been we've been here many times 
and will continue to be here many times until we develop enough to go to other places. So when I really thought about the idea that, wow, we are like, we never stop existing ever. Like we continue forever. It doesn't end. Just that idea of that is really amazing. It's just, it's just crazy to think about. And that we take on this veil. So when, we, when we're born, we take on a veil that shuts those previous lives off. Mm-hmm. And, and that way we don't have access or information to that. So that when we come in, it is like playing a game in sorts. We set up certain challenges for ourselves. We set up certain um, challenges, experiences that we came here to achieve. We even set up certain people that we'd interact with. We obviously picked our parents for a specific reason. It was all about development, growth, and challenge. So as the soul goes through certain experiences, what it does is it it expands. And the more hard or the harder that experience, the more it expands. But the more we transcend those experiences to the more we expand as well. So the more challenges, the more we work through those challenges, the more expansion our soul gets, the more growth. And that seemed to be the whole point is expansion. Mm. So it was all about expansion, uh, learning and growing and becoming more. That was what I can see that life was more all about really. So by giving this, this information, the experience I had, it started me on a very new path. It started me on the path that I'm now leading today. That's what really did it for me. But I guess I was so stuck that I needed that to happen in order to, you know, to snap me out of my own crap, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, so are you, are you yeah. saying that if our life is, let's say, perfect with no challenges, we should create our own challenges in some way? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't think anyone's life is perfect without challenge. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's possible. I mean, we're here, here on earth. I, let's just say if someone's life is very easy, I do not say that you should create challenge for yourself. Although I would say that you should at least venture out and be open for open your mind and be open for more, but good for you. I mean, if your life's easy, great. Awesome. I mean, but it won't be like that forever. It won't, it just won't be. You're going to, you're going to come into challenges either, you know, the next life or the life after that. It's never always just going to be easy. So some of us have very difficult challenges. Some of us, you know, it's very easy. Some of us, you know, it seems to be life is great. And for others, it's not. That's all about what the soul wanted to experience, though, as well. Because what I see in the Western world, let's say, everything is perfect. Everybody has enough money. Everybody has somewhere to live. Yeah? Everything is planned. And everybody is living, let's say, some kind of okay, okay, okay life. Okay. Unless they get, unless they get into, uh, let's say, uh, the travels with families. And then, but uh, apart of that, I think in the Western societies, life is kind of okay compared, let's say, to life in in Africa. And yeah, I think they're just different types of challenges. Mm-hmm. I mean, me being in the West, yeah, we don't deal with things like famine and war and stuff like that. That those are those types of challenges. But people out here, we got our whole other set of challenges that are just different. I don't think that. I think that if you ask most people. If they're really happy, I don't think they'd give you an answer that was yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think many people are truly happy. Mm-hmm. I just feel like in even the West, it's, it's this weird way we live out here that everything's so, every year's so judged on, on what you have opposed to who you are for some reason. Yes. It's, it's very bad that way. 
Yeah, yeah it's like, what do you do for a living? And mm. if you don't do anything that I deem good enough, then you're not good enough. Or, you know, if you don't make enough money, then you're nobody. Yes. It is very weird here, the way that our system works. The, even like medical here too is very, it's not, it's just not good. I don't know. It's, there's other ways to go about things. And I think every place on the planet has their own set of challenges and one life, we could have a great life. The other life, I think it could be very, very damaging, very challenging. Um, it would all depend on all depend on why we came here. I think, yeah. I think we all came, like you said, here to evolve. And yeah. then when you get to one level is to, I think the other thing, the other main thing we came here for is to help others. Yeah. I agree. And because um, let's say if we earn, 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 and then we die, what we can take there? Only what we have done for others. Yeah. For it's only the experience. That's all you take is the experience. So it's experience that matters. Yes. Yeah. And the sacrifice that's missing in today's world is really yeah. huge. And so can you tell us something about your teaching style and how did you learn that all starts within? So... As far as the teaching style goes, it's when I talk when I told you earlier about how I realized that we were not in the world, the world's within us, and that we can change everything from inside opposed to outside. Um, that's how I formulated the teaching style about everything being corrected from within us opposed to correcting it outside of us. And that's where I, I learned that with that near-death experience. That's when I saw the truth behind that. And then when I started applying that in my life, it was really quick. The changes became really fast. And I was like, wow, it, it really is this easy. It was really, um, I was really shocked at how easy it was by just tweaking certain things within our mind or even the way we think you can start with the way you think or um, things like that. Um, it all starts within. So that's the more the teaching style was created from that. Plus, obviously, the years I have learning the ancient wisdom and knowledge, what I gain from that um, goes into the whole overall style. So it is a very, the, so the, the information you're going to learn will be very different, but very um, effective. So uh, at first, people might have a hard time maybe believing what I'm saying. I'm not really sure. They could have a, that could be one of their challenges. Should I believe this guy? Um, my only thing is you don't have to believe me. I just, I just ask that you try what I'm saying. That's all. Just, just give it a shot. So there's not, it's not about believing me or not. Just, just give it a shot and see the results. And if you get results, great. If you don't, then maybe it's not for you. Or maybe you have beliefs that say, or too strong that say it maybe won't work for you. I don't really know what the beliefs are in your head. But if you're already coming off very strong against what I'm doing, it probably won't be with me anyway. So that would be one thing um, about my stuff is that it's, it's going to be a little tough to take at first. Once you get rolling, though, it's, it's really, really simple. I think it's, it's said that as a man thinks, so he shall be. So basically, yeah. the, the way we think uh, transforms into what's happening around us because the way we think, it creates our emotions. They don't yeah. just come from somewhere. And usually the way we think is based on the first seven, eight years of our life. So how we can change that? How we can change 
what has happened in the first years that has gone into our subconscious mind and in, yeah, I know well that that you have to dig through what's already there to get to that and I think that experiences are big it's so the experiences we have are really big solid beliefs that we take on as far as what is real or not so let's say you break a bone and that happened to you well now you have a very good understanding of what it feels like to break a bone opposed to someone else who might not so your belief might be a little different around that experience but as long as you start digging from where you are and you keep going back you will get to that seven-year-old boy you will get to the six-year-old the five-year-old and you'll get all the way down to the one-year-old and you can rewrite that stuff. Mm-hmm. It can be done. You just have to dig. I like this. I like this. So let's say if if no one has heard about your school and your academy, and you'd like to tell them about it in five sentences, what is it going to be? Hmm. Um, I guess it's all about helping you find um, your purpose in life and giving you being able to pull that strength out from within you and having you attuned to your, um, your intuition. It's like giving you more of a holistic, it's helping you build a holistic part of you. It's helping you build yourself to be more whole opposed to uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe not so whole. I don't really know the the word for it. Um, Let's say if you, can look at yourself like a building structure Mm -hmm. and you have some walls or beams or something that was maybe not exactly the strongest. It's about removing those and replacing them with the strongest foundation beams you can. And it's like building yourself, like tearing yourself down to build yourself back up as strong as you can be and giving yourself um, a better direction to take yourself in life. That'd be kind of the best way I can describe it. I like this. I like this. I think we all need this. We all yeah. need this, and I really love what you're doing, and uh, I like I love our conversation, and thank you for being on on our podcast, and I'll be watching for your online platform to go live. Maybe yeah, for sure. Time. If there are people who are interested in it right now, um, you can go to my e- just you can send me an email, and I'll put you on the list, and I'll, I can also send you some stuff as well. So you can go to bronzenightacademy at gmail dot com. Um, so that's b-r-o-n-z-e-k-n-i-g-h-t at gmail.com i'm sure you might have it there on a link or something and then just let me know that you're interested and i'm also going to be giving away so for the first three people that are interested come on i'll be giving it away for free when i'm all ready to go so if if you are interested let me know and you could be one of those people that get the entire course for free as well Um, that's something that i'm doing too so um, if for some reason you can't find me, um, I will be having a website up as well. And that's going to be the bronzenightacademy.com. So just bronzenightacademy.com. That's where it's all going to be within about two months time. Okay, guys. So I think it's something worth, worth doing it. I'll, I'll put the email address and maybe I'll put your Facebook profile if people want to get in touch with you. And yeah, that would be great. I'd like to enroll as well. So count me in awesome yeah for sure yeah definitely get 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 it in there you could be you could be one of the one of the three that gets it in for free huh <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay thank, thanks for all your 
words of wisdom and uh, I'm sure we'll speak again soon. Thanks a lot. Okay. Take care. Thank you very much. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye for now.